pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left, Britain and indeed Europe's favourite video game radio show. My name is Stephen Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are a video game radio show called One Life Left. For the next hour we are going to be doing video game news, video game reviews, video game previews. Previews. Can do, yeah, we will be. We'll be talking to a guest about a game that's not out yet. Fantastic. I do like the way, uh, talking of our guest, that as we came into the studio, and it was quite a relaxed changed over, changeover this week, as, yep. we, as we filed in, uh, you put on your headphones and you, took, and you went, oh, actually, I forgot to... Yeah, I did. And, they, and then you went, never mind. Well, I said never mind because I was actually <laughs> going to chat about it. You know, often we say, oh, we're like, oh, I should probably mention that on there. Yeah. But th- this, this will literally come up later. Okay, definitely. Because we say that a lot and yeah, forget we'll do, as well. Yeah. Okay. How's it all going? It's going good. How, how are you dealing with, you know, a, a week into Brexit? Oh, it's a bit scary, isn't it? Nothing's changed yet, apart from... It did change on Saturday. Yeah. Anna and I sorted it out. We got oh, yeah, it that, was, that was true. You we marched to, on Parliament. Well, I was playing and cricket. I, I believe that they've reconsidered... <laughs> There is one update to that, though. Oh, yeah. I put my cardigan that I was wearing on Saturday in the wash. Yeah. Um, and my I'm in sticker was still on it. Yeah. And when I took it out of the wash, it had disintegrated. So I don't know if that has okay. any political impact. I was referred to um, on, on Facebook by a friend of a friend as a dangerous person <laughs> <laughs> for, being on, for being on the march, apparently, Ooh. which is nice. So that's, 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 uh, that's been good. Um, but yeah, no, apart from that, we're sort of, you know, doing what we can. We're keeping calm and carrying on, aren't we? That's, that's the British way, isn't it? Something happened, Dan. Uh, this never happened to Steve and I before um, on the way to the studio. <laughs> that's true <laughs> there was an incident there was an incident did you bump into each other we did bump into each other um, but in know? curious circumstances <laughs> I uh, was just wandering up the road oh yeah because uh, I walk here uh, from uh, from my uh, my flat in, okay. in Kennington and, and so it's just about what, about a 20 minute walk mm-hmm. which I enjoy especially in the summer right you know wander down the road jauntily whistling to oh, myself of course yeah I was lost lost in my own little world and then, I was quite close to the studio, wasn't I? I was quite, <laughs> quite close to the studio. And you know, when you just, it's like that feeling, you see something out the corner of your eye, and you're like, huh, <laughs> unexpected. I saw, I saw Simon. Hello. <laughs> and that isn't unexpected, because this is where we, we work every Monday to bring you the best video game radio show in Europe. Yep. But I didn't see you in an expected location, didn't, no, did I? Didn't. No. I came bowling out of a, out of a, out of a hotel door. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I came bowling out, and Steve, I was, I was like, oh. <laughs> so, he said, hello, what are you doing? So I always, I always pop to the hotel before the, before the show. Just to freshen up. Freshen up, you know, yeah, relax. You either have a stay or a rest, I believe, it's known in Japan. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, so... 
I had to make something up. Why were you in the... What did you make up? Well, I made up. I said, oh, oh hello, hello, this is awkward. <laughs> just come out of a hotel. Uh, I was actually uh, just uh, checking in with uh, this evening's guest. Of course. Um, Manager who, of that hotel who you've brought on the show. Exactly. To, to <laughs> That's a cover story. <laughs> no, uh, delighted. The reason he's in a hotel is he's, he's, he's travelled all the way over from Lithuania. What? It's uh, Thomas Sakalauskas uh, from No Breaks Gains. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm great. Good. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And can you confirm <laughs> Simon's story? Are you staying in that hotel? Yes, I am staying in that hotel. And Simon was trying to convince uh, at the lady at the reception that he's not staying with that me. Was, <laughs> that was also true as well. <laughs> we, we, only paid, we only paid for single occupancy, didn't we? Oh, I see. Uh, Did they only give you one key card? <laughs> exactly. You've got to stay very close together. Uh, Thomas is here um, to talk about his new game, uh, which will be published by Curve Digital. We should acknowledge that. Human Fall Flat will be chatting to you shortly, Thomas. But we'll start the show as we always do. And that's with Anne's News. It's 7.05 on Monday the 4th of July. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. YouTube stars Tamati, N and Syndicate have been caught promoting a Counter-Strike Go gambling site on their channels without disclosing that they are president and vice president of the site. The pair have posted videos of them playing and winning loads of money to their combined subscription base of 10 million. The site CSGO Lotto allows players to put down actual money for a chance to win a skin. Depending on the, their rarity, the skins can be sold on for big money. Steam has since put up a warning about the site. Tamati, N has taken down all associated content while Syndicate has said transparency from here on out with a high five emoji. <laughs> uh, Simon, did you uh, read or see anything about this? I saw it. I saw it happening in front of me today, and I, I didn't understand it. I, genuinely, Anne, the first news story that has been, has been uh, like a, uh, a start to finish news, give me everything that I needed to yeah. know. I, so I, I thought this was something just blowing up. I was like, oh, what's going? Yeah, so what, what's everybody angry about now? As I understand it, in uh, in Counter Strike, you can pay for keys to crates that drop, and inside those keys are uh, sorry, inside those crates are skins for weapons and some of those skins are very common and some of those skins are super rare and people like having those skins so those skins accrue value based on that rarity and there are sites that let you trade them and there are also sites that let you gamble them so you can put your weapon into a pile and you know bet that you'll you know they'll flip a coin basically okay and it will come back and you go oh i won all the weapons and um these two YouTubers had been running videos that go, look, here's how I, you know, won, you know, thousands of dollars worth of skins in 40 minutes or whatever. Right. And I, you see, I watched a YouTube video about this whole thing this morning. And uh, yeah, it showed, it showed clips from their YouTube videos where they go, I can't believe it. I've won again. <laughs> and the thing that struck me was how bad they are at acting. Right. Like, terrible. And that's what I, I, I would assume that that's what spurred someone on to investigate the ownership of uh, this particular site, which I think is uh, CS Lotto. CS Go Lotto. Lotto. Um, and they, they turned up, the, the registration of the company was one of these dudes and the vice president was the other dude and it's all super shady and one of them uh, was saying yeah uh, so in his first video he goes um Oh, a friend told me about this. Told me about this uh, site, and I've uh, I've been trying it out a little bit. I've been mm. getting a little bit more into gambling, and it, it's really <laughs> it's really really great. Dipping my toe in the really gambling great. water, just win loads of cash. Uh, his excuse was that at the time that he put that video out, he wasn't actually involved in the site. He was sort of doing a bit of like um, testing the waters to see if it was worth investing investing in. But you check out the dates; don't add up, do don't they? Add up. Don't add up. Don't add it. Reddit has been all over this. They've been investigating. Uh, yeah, and they've found lots of flaws. Now, he's gone back and said, look, I've, I offered you know, transparency in all these videos. If you look at the descriptions, it says... Uh, I'm, says the I'm, I'm the president of this. I'm the president. I own all of this, or whatever it says. Uh, but then someone's looked at the Internet Archive, and that's only been edit, added <laughs> to in the last 24 hours. Wow, for people that live their life online, they don't know how it works, do they? <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah, um, so it's super interesting. I tell you what the other sort of... Uh, interesting social thing is how many of the these uh, these guys youtube fans are still on their side and are you know 
defending them in YouTube comments going, actually, if you watch the video, look, they're winning. <laughs> look they're winning. That. They've had they're, to put money down to win. They, they probably had loads of goes before they did it. It's just <laughs> editing, ever. It's, it's, it's astonishing how, how loyal some of these people right. are to people who have essentially, from what I can see, been r- running marketing videos for their own gambling platform. Begs a question, though, doesn't it? What, how do we start in this business? <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> a Ford dealership in Massachusetts in big old US of A has used a copyrighted bit of artwork from very beautiful game, Firewatch. A representative from the ad department told Game Informer that it uses sites that are compliant with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. However, while the website was that was cited does comply with DMCA takedown notices, it doesn't vet all images. Developer Panic Inc. has responded with a series of funny tweets and an advert of its own for the game in the Steam sale with an unbranded pickup truck. Mmm, very clever. So have they admitted responsibility? Is the advert still running with the Firewatch art? Yeah, it, it, it looks like it is. Well, so they were going, uh, well, we got it from a we got it from, from a, a wallpaper site. Yeah, from a wallpaper website. So, right, I, I mean, see. So that's, that's totally fine. I, like, I imagine it was, it probably has been taken down after... I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Ford, was it? It was a Ford dealership. It was a dealership, Right, yes. so... Uh, so yeah, I guess this sort of thing happens all the time. It's just unusual to see such a high-profile example of it, isn't it? Yeah, and um, uh, Panic Inc. said, well, I mean, what what they're saying was on the website. Um, actually, it couldn't have been because it was um, old content that from... It was something to do with it. It was old content from uh, one of their websites that was up there, and it wouldn't have been able to have been put on that website or something. So there's something a bit dodgy there. It's what is it with people these days? Dodgy people. What was that government branding site that stole our sorry, government site that stole our branding? Uh, oh, it was something about hate, was it, were you supposed was, to hate? Don't, I think you were meant be, to hate people. Don't be racist. <laughs> I don't think it was don'tberacist.com. But it was It was, it it was, was hate. Like, don't, appreciate don't hate. No. Don't hate people. Don't hate. Anyway, they stole our branding, Did so they? it does go on. Yeah, Where totally. did we get ours from? Uh, we got ours from uh, from Sam, who was a, a, a friend of the show. Still is a friend of the show. Uh, back in the day, though. Well, I saw him recently. He came to my way to find out. He came to. <laughs> he got, I, I don't think he'll ever find out if we say it on here. <laughs> uh, he came to Marioki a few weeks ago, uh, and he just stood in the crowd, looking, looking bemused. His face seemed to say, "How did it come to this?" Uh, yeah. yeah, I just put together a silly little logo. <laughs> here we yeah. are. Monstrous. Monstrous. Turns out, branding is the bane of all of us. Remember all those three-day threats sent out a couple of weeks ago about key reselling? Well, it turns out those threats worked. G2A, the PC game key reseller at the centre of the controversy, has announced a new royalties policy for developers. It explained to Eurogamer, As a leader in the digital gaming marketplace, we recognise our responsibility to serve the greater good for the entire gaming industry. So now developers can apply to receive royalties of up to 10% for any of their products sold on G2A. It also gives developers access to its database to help them look out for fraudulent purchases. And on top of that, It'll include a button where buyers can send money directly to the developer. There was still a hoo-ha about this when it was announced, wasn't there? 10% not being enough. Mm. Um, It does seem to be a little bit of a halfway house. Thomas, did you see any of this with the CD uh, key reselling? Yeah, I've read a couple of articles on Gamasutra that uh, Tiny Build was affected. Yeah, yeah. Did you see anything about the resolution for 10% royalties from from the site? Actually, I didn't follow it today right. and yesterday, mm. so I wonder I wonder because I did see a few people grumbling about it. Only 10%. Right. How well, much, what would you say is reasonable? I think 90. <laughs> 90 is the most reasonable. Uh, also you have to apply for it. I quite like that. Right. We're going to sell it. Uh if you if you figure out that we've been selling your stuff, let us know and we'll give you some money back. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, quite good. I guess you have to keep your eyes open for that kind of stuff. Well, we talked about this last week, and it's a super complicated business, isn't it? What do you think is the right percentage, Simon? I, I've, I actually didn't read what you're getting for the money uh, in too much detail when I saw it. I was a bit busy. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what in particular they're offering. Um, because I'm, I'm guessing that <laughs> the issue is that those keys have already been sold, have been bought elsewhere, right? Mm. So in order for the key to be out there, it has to have been bought by somebody. Yeah. Right, so and then you're getting money off a, off a second-hand sale. Right, uh, and that's yeah. where it becomes confusing. But of course, the key can't have been used. No, so it's not, so it's not second-hand. It's sold as new, brand new with tags. Still, <laughs> still this wrapping. Exactly. Still actually got the Christmas paper on, a little bow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is a bit weird. Um, 
I, it, it feels strange. Like ten percent feels completely arbitrary. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think fifty percent would feel any less arbitrary or, or better. Uh, it's a weird world. It is interesting what they're doing with. Um, so a big thing about this was um, people saying that they're their game keys have been bought with fraudulent cards and so they're actually losing out on money because the yep. uh, because the sales don't go yep. through uh, but the keys are still out there and then they're being resold cancel um, those keys mm. cancel yeah. those keys well so now they're giving them access to the databases so that they can track those keys and they can track the you can just cancel them keys. if you know, if you know yeah. which one you've sold to a fraudulent card cancel it did you see Fots Dan Marshall do you see what he's doing to oh, people emailing so in about good. keys yes yes he's he's now taken to giving out the <laughs> same key <laughs> to everyone <laughs> uh, and has had no complaints yet so great news you can play a bunch of hot new games and help charity war child all at the same time all the games involved in help the game were made by some pretty big studios in a series of six day game jams the games are being kept under wraps for now but some of the studios involved are bosses studios oh, creative yeah. assembly oh, yeah. Curve Digital, Rovio Sweden and Sports Interactive. The bundle of 11 games will be released through Steam on the 26th of July for £9.99. Playing games has never felt so good. Third in the list. Yeah. Was that that alphabetical? It was... Oh, I wanted to put you right in the middle. Okay. So nobody could accuse me of... Bias. Bias. We've got a Curve Digital guest on the Curve Digital show. (laughs) Yeah, we're um, we're helping out there. Well, of course we are. We're helping out with that. Um, we're doing the One Big Day initiative as well, where we're donating some royalties on one day to other charities. You can't stop doing it, Anne. You can't. You just no. love, love people. So could, uh, how did the Game Jam work for you guys? We had, um, we had a couple, actually. Um, the first one was during a time where... Um, We'd, uh, we were just between uh, coding jobs, uh, and so what tends to happen is uh, the, the coders uh, take a break after each one, and so um, we had a few people off on holiday. I ended up being a coder. <gasps> uh, I did. It was really, really stressful, really stressful. That was just a day to get some prototypes working. I was coding in Game Maker, and... Oh, I, I mean, already I was I was feeling intimidated. I was working in a development studio, pretending to be a coder. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, unfortunately, Warchild don't want it. Don't want something that says ten print Simon is skill. <laughs> Different colours, mind you. Um, I, I spent uh, twenty. The biggest headache was twenty minutes when it wasn't working. It's because I'd got a capital letter in a variable, Whoa. and I was yeah, I was referencing the wrong one. Silly, silly computing. And um, that was all right. And then we went away and redid it. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's a game jam game. It's it's all right. It's uh, you know, it's not I am bread. It's which, not even Bangman. It's not always <laughs> a game jam. No, but um, yeah, you know, we're we're uh, we're 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 absolutely we're delighted to be taking part. And so yeah, we'll see we'll see how it does. I'd I'd um I'd forgotten it was coming out actually. Twenty sixth of July. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Okay. How much soon. is it going to be? Nine pounds ninety nine. Okay. Was that in the story? Yes, it was. Wasn't paying attention. Sorry. No. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Oh, we've got one more, haven't we? One more. Okay. Good. Finally, almost three years after its initial release, a team of 20 Grand Theft Auto 5 fans have uncovered a secret part of the game. The team started searching the game's code to try and find the golden peyote plant that would, when eaten, send them on a drugs trip where they would become Bigfoot. But there was more! They had to scan the code at every update to try to track down six other golden peyotes that had to be eaten at specific times in specific weather conditions by editing the game's world state. Rockstar left clues along the way and added other plants when the players were close. And then, once they'd eaten all the drug plants... And were totally high, they got to fight the Beast, a character based on Team Wolf. Well done, everyone. It really was worth Sasquatching out for this one. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thanks. Solid. Solid. Um, I've been I've been following a bit of this on yeah. their, their um, subreddit. They have devoted to all of this. It's crazy the amount of right. effort they're putting into it. But at the same time, kind of exciting. It's nice to have a game which has a mystery buried so deep in it that it requires that kind of cooperation. It reminds me of the ARG stuff. But, but you have to hack the code, do you? You have to go into the code itself. Well, uh, no, I don't think that's true. I, that's what so, I said. Yeah, so what I could... <laughs> It so, is. so what, certainly one of the sort of threads, one of the things they were pursuing was was hacking the code and uh, you know going disassembling basically to try and find out what they'd missed. But there were other people who weren't doing that. What they were doing more of were using mods so they could rig the weather conditions okay, to be right. the right thing at gotcha, the right time. Gotcha. Um, it's super. It sounds super interesting. It sounds to me like it is possible to to achieve without hacking okay. the thing, or at least it was when I checked this a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's magnificent. I, I really would like 
more games to involve stuff like that. It must be a hell of a, an effort to yeah. produce stuff, though. And what, and what more for those on that quest now? That's it. What did, yeah, that yeah. happened. Unless it goes deeper still. Well, I have to go back to trying to find generation ships in Elite. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show. This is Vault 44. It's called Forget It, This Sucks, I Quit. Yeah, that's a shame. I was, I was quite enjoying that. <laughs> uh, and it's from chipmusic.org, which you should check out, because there's loads more of bleepy sounds on there. Um, good. So, any other business? Any other news business? Anything Anne forgot this week? Doesn't seem likely, does it? Covered yeah. all the big hitters. Yeah, yeah, well done. It's good. No one from the games industry has resigned, have they? No, Chris Evans just went. I know, didn't he? <laughs> uh, we have no one left in the country, are we? Yeah, I don't think anyone's, anyone's quit that I am aware of. We were um, uh, running through. Uh, so obviously, your Facebook feeds have been full up of uh, Brexit chats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been interesting to see the splits, isn't it? It has. It has. It's I would say the majority of the people, at least the ones I've seen on Facebook, but again, this is probably a personal bubble thing, have been Remain, the majority of the video game people I've seen. What about you? So a couple of uh, leaves that I've seen now have been noisy. Very noisy. <laughs> Very noisy, yeah. Noisy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen one games industry lever. Mm. <laughs> um, I won't name names. Public knowledge, isn't it? Facebook? Is it? I don't know. Not my Facebook. Okay. Someone who's very much in the studio, <laughs> though, it's Thomas. Oh, that was really good. Wasn't it? Yeah. Thanks good. very much. Ten years. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> hey. Thanks for coming over. Um, you're over to show the game off uh, tomorrow and the day after. Yeah. Uh, tell us about Human Fall Flat. Well, it's a kind of simple game. You control the hands of the character. The funny thing is that you control each of them independently. So wherever you look, you can extend one arm or another arm, and you can grab onto things. So this opens uh, really a lot of possibilities, new mechanics, physics-based puzzles. Uh, You can climb things, jump, uh, bring uh, boxes, push them on platforms trains, destruct levels, whatever. So basically this core mechanics was uh, the beginning of the game and it started as a very linear small puzzle game but uh, after playtesting I saw that the actual direction is about finding a ways not to solve the puzzles that are presented to the player. Okay. So then the whole uh, game was redesigned on the premise that uh, there has to be at least one more path to each puzzle how to hack the game right uh we we briefly mentioned uh game jamming earlier on um it, it, it strikes me so did you did you did you set out to create the game like this or did you stumble across the, the sort of individual mechanics and 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 stuff so uh, yeah it's um 
Yeah, were you just playing around because it's made in Unity, isn't it? Were you just playing around with stuff, or I was playing around with the Intel Real Sensor Dev Sensing Camera, and I wanted to create some new gaming experience that uh, would involve uh, player gestures. So initially, I thought to make it for uh, Real Sense, but uh, then uh, I mapped it to controller and keyboard and mouse, and it turned out to play even better right. <laughs> than the initial idea. And basically, it was endless loop of making prototypes, testing uh, myself, uh, giving others to play test, and iterating, iterating, dropping what does not work, improving what works. We mentioned uh, the YouTubers earlier as well in a news story. And um, what's interesting about Human Fall Flat is that um, whilst not many people have written about it yet, um, it's been it's been viewed on YouTube millions of times, hasn't it? Yeah, it was really surprising to see it gaining popularity so fast. It was just early prototype and not intended for really widespread use, just to check uh, to get playtests, and it, it happened really fast. What do you think it is about it that um, that, that that makes it so much fun to watch? Well. It all lies in uh, game design. Actually, YouTuber was one of uh, the personas while working on core game design and uh, also uh, making an open-ended thing allows uh, every stream to be different. Because if you take a very linear game, it doesn't make sense for a person to watch uh, 10 different streams of the same. But here, uh, it's so open that every YouTuber shines uh, as a personality playing the game. So there is no game. There is YouTuber. It's just a tool to express himself. Okay. I, uh, what struck me about um, it, uh, having worked with it and you over the past months, is that when I've seen um, people at events come up and play it that may have spent some time with the with the prototype, um, I'm just astonished by, by, as you mentioned earlier, the different routes that you can take just to sort of mess around within that world. When you've watched these videos, have you seen people doing stuff that you didn't expect? Yes, uh, I definitely saw some things that were done not as expected. And then uh, sometimes I adjusted to help or to prevent that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, even more funny thing was when people were thinking that they are doing things that are not expected. And uh, they were, OK, let's uh, mess with developers. Look, we can get here. And I know you can get here. <laughs> I moved it so you can make that parkour jump. <laughs> but it was still fun because people uh, felt like uh, they really found alternate way. And, of course, there are millions of ways which I still didn't see. And I will be enjoying watching those videos Excellent. ever again. Well, how's it, how's it uh, moved on from the... So the prototype was put on itch.io... Um, uh, was up there for a few months. How's how's it how's it changed since since that that version? Well, uh, the last update was uh, put there in March, I think, and uh, since then uh, I've made a co-op mode. Co-op, right? So uh, basically, uh, you can play with your friend, and this opens even more ways to solve the puzzles. For example, you can lift a body and he can grab a ledge which you can't yourself but then the problem is how the next one gets up so he tries climbing and the first one from the top can grab his head and pull, <laughs> pull another friend up also uh, there were um, objects in the game which are almost impossible to align when you are playing alone because simply there is not enough control to rotate things but when two players come, they uh, can move things around super easy. So, yeah, it, uh, it's one of the major okay. sort of features which changes the game. And, of course, uh, there were lots of uh, puzzles fixed uh, based on playtesting results, uh -huh. uh, more content added to existing puzzles, and also two new levels. And as with all previous levels, each level brings totally new mechanics to the game. Was it? What's it like creating a game, sort of, uh, whilst everybody can see what you're doing in those iterations? So, asking them to 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 to, to play something that's not finished is that is that a difficult thing to do? Actually, not. You have to get to the stage when things are stable. So, definitely, you don't want to see just the crashes in the videos. 
but it feels really good and re encouraging when you see that people like the game. And also you see a lot of feedback where they are stuck. Uh, you see which parts they enjoy, which they enjoy less, and you can change your course. And then you see the views of the new version and you compare to what was before and you see that you are going the right direction or sometimes in the wrong direction and you roll back those things. Okay. What's the most surprising thing you've you've seen somebody do in the game that was that was sort of most unexpected? There were quite many, but uh, to bring something... Well, I can't recall a single thing, but really seeing some puzzles which were played uh, by so many uh-huh. and seeing some alternative way to solve it, it was uh, like, okay, you still can do that. <laughs> and uh, one was an uh, example where um, they managed to bring the salmon bags, which everyone calls mattresses <laughs> because they look so fluffy and nice huggable but they're salmon bags right they, they emit a lot of dust they are bad for your health but everybody loves them okay and uh, they managed to bring quite many of those to one area in the level and skip like 60 percent of the right, level right, right. although it it is an intended way to use those salmon bags to skip the level but in totally another place right excellent it has to send for me um uh i remember when the first lego games uh came out and completely did away with uh, any sort of penalties for dying uh, and that was brought into um you know to enable kids to play it but the way um human fall flat doesn't um like if if you if you mess up and fall out the level the way you just immediately fall back to where you were i think i think is 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 really interesting a different different style of play have you and if and, and, you've seen it being enjoyed by a wide range of players that are perhaps enjoying it for reasons that aren't about health bars and and stuff like that well uh that mechanics was also designed uh with the design goal to have uninterruptible flow of the game so you plug in the game you press play and you end the game there is no UI screens, no nothing to interrupt your flow. And the dying mechanic doesn't fit in that because you have to sort of restart. And also the whole setup of uh, trying to escape your dreams creates this sense of uh, no escape. So you try to fall down and you land in the same spot where you jumped off. <laughs> and uh, it's hopeless, but that's another mechanics which players learned to um, misuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in some cases, you have to go and uh, do part of the puzzle and then to backtrack uh, to another place. And sometimes it's tedious, so they just jump down and respawn, uh, basically fall back to another place. So, uh-huh. use it as teleportation. And that was also interesting to see. Great. Uh, it's out end of the month. When is it? It's July 22nd, isn't it? July 22nd, on, on PC. yeah. Well, best of luck with it. Thank you. Uh, you're going to stick around for the rest of the show? Yeah. Thanks very much. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Ratings for the revamped version of Top Karting have plummeted since the new presenters have taken over the show. If you recall... The original team of Grumpy Wario, Tiny But Chirpy Toad, and the quiet nerd Shy Guy all left after Wario got upset because there was no hot garlic available after a busy day's filming. The new set of presenters include the ginger squirrel Conker and the amiable star of other shows Diddy LeCong, plus some people who came through an audition search. The aim for the updated show was to keep the same mix of racing, challenges and fun, but with a Diddy Kong twist. Unfortunately, the show has not been considered to be a big success, with ratings way down on those when the Wario team did it. The show was going to be the crowning glory of Conker's TV comeback. If you recall, in the early 2000s, he threw his opportunities away through drink and drugs, culminating in a 24-hour period that tabloid press called his Bad Fur Day. Slowly, Conker has built his career back up, 
but the antagonistic side of him has come back out since the new show has started. Perhaps Conker and the team need to try something new in order to avoid just being called a carting clone. And in breaking news, we have just heard that Conker has resigned from the top carting team. Was it as a result of our news story? If so, we definitely need to do one about Cranky Kong and the Labour Party next week. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters, letters uh, read directly from our phones this week. Well, I t- um, I'll tell you why that is. Um, because if you want to read the actual printouts of letters, they're in Thomas's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally, I accidentally left them in there. So, um, I mean, we could all go back, but I think the, uh, <laughs> the hotel was actually paid for one person. <laughs> uh, so that's where they are. Thomas, you can have a read of them later, just to verify that we didn't uh, miss any out. John Maxwell writes, "Dear team, so I played Orchids to Dusk." on Steve's recommendation. In just the few minutes that the game lasted, I experienced countless emotions, including a sense of adventure, desolation, wonder, fear, regret, and eventually a calming acceptance. It's a gorgeous, powerful game that won't leave my thoughts in a hurry. 7 out of 10. So, review score confirmed by a listener. Uh, Still recommend that. It's absolutely brilliant. Those are all the feelings I feel usually when you suggest something. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Has anybody played Inside yet? Uh, oh, I have not. No. No. It, we're, Tom, Thomas and I were talking about it's this It's out as well. on Windows soon, isn't and it? And Xbox. It's out on Xboxes sooner. Is it? And then it's out on Windows a bit after. It's out on Windows after the Steam sale, isn't it? Mm. Obviously. <laughs> so it's what's out. It's out on Xbox One already? I think right, so. Okay. If not... Just, I just, yeah. I, so I get the sense that you'll be having some emotions during that. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, hi team and super special guests I hope you're all having a lovely show and thanks again for providing your vocal talents for upcoming smash hit indie game Behold the Kickmen uh, this is from Dan Marshall obviously while Anne and Simon are diligently at, uh, and brilliant for returning the boring paperwork Steve is evil and rude for not returning the boring paperwork and therefore faces being removed from the upcoming smash hit indie video game Behold the Kickman and then he says Steve send me that form 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 quite a few times oh and a question to fill dead air with I don't know uh, what are your favourite video game clothes or whether I guess love Dan clothes yeah video game clothes yeah I don't know if he means like Video game branded like clothing oh, you can wear yeah. in. or clothing video games. Yeah, clothes or... to wear to play video games. Yeah. Can you ask him to write in and clarify? Yeah, Dan, clarify. if you could clarify that, yeah. then um... then we'll be ha- we we'll be very happy I to answer. You, I, will, I will send you the form. Sorry, Dan. Are you holding out for a better deal? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello team, hello SSG It's that time of the year again Summer Games Done Quick has taken over my television As some people listen to Radio 4 in the background for company For the next week I'll be filling my silences with stressed people speedrunning games for charity Right now I'm watching somebody demolish an awful Harry Potter game My personal recommendation is Saturday night There's a typing of the dead Then a glitchless Pokemon red run And then the tool assisted block Where a team uses technology and wizard magic To make real consoles do absolutely bizarre things If you could see any game be destroyed And have its soft innards displayed in public Which would it be, Mm, Pip-Pip Robert? Interesting That sort of speaks to the Grand Theft Auto thing We were talking about people taking that apart I mean, I was reading the... um, I was reading the words towards the end now. I didn't really understand what was going on. <laughs> What's the tool-assisted block? So it's where they use... Um, it's it use technology and wizard magic. To make so you c- so in, by block. using emulators to emulate uh, old video games, oh, yeah. you can do things that are not possible. Like, you can press buttons, for example, faster I can. than you can. I'm very good at tracking field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I believe it's things like that. So you've seen, uh, okay. have you seen these? You know, you've managed to get Tetris running inside Mario and stuff like that. Right, by right. there's glitches what? that there's glitches that enable you to run arbitrary code inside Mario, and therefore theoretically, by a very very long sequence of buttons, you could program yourself Mario to run inside Mario or something like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's what it means. Okay. I got the TARDIS inside the TARDIS. You already, did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you don't need it. 
Thank you very much for your emails. Um, yeah, please do keep them coming in throughout the week. Uh, we've you only got um, three? three more shows until the summer break. <gasps> summer summer break. holiday. We're going on a summer holiday. holiday. Yeah. Um, and if you are in, if you have your letter in the final show, which is the sort of end of July, then you'll let you'll be on the sort of front of our website front page. For, for a whole month and we'll sign your shirt but we're only reading those out if you've had two letters in between <laughs> now and then we don't want to save everything up for the last show exactly exactly uh, so please email team at one ff.com <laughs> This is Clam and Count Zero with One Life Left, a video game radio show broadcasting from the south of London. I like Clam. Yep. Uh, it's yeah, very professional to do that. <laughs> just, yeah, just do a little bit of music. Right, it's gone. Uh, I think that's what the artist would have wanted. Any other business? Um, Marioki. Uh, Bryson, yes. Bryson, Marioki, uh, you have uh, seven days left to get your tickets for Bryson Marioki. Tickets may be available on the door, but if they are, they will be. Uh, We're going to yeah, with a more expensive. We'll gouge you. Yeah, we will <laughs> do, yeah. Don't let us do that. Like we, Bryson, we will, the pound is plummeting. We will yeah. understand how desperate you are to in, be inside that venue, and we will take full advantage of it. So. I tell you what, well, let's put the price up by a pound by everybody that by the, every time a person comes in. Yes. That's a good idea. Isn't it? So our venue capacity is 150. 150. You could be paying over 100 quid <laughs> for a ticket. <laughs> we, and we will do that. Yeah. Why don't we start a gambling site for these tickets? <laughs> I don't say, yeah, this Marioki sounds very good, oh, doesn't I it? I wonder how I could get one of those <laughs> tickets. Uh, yeah, that's next Tuesday night, the 12th of July. And there is no Marioki in London this month. So no, this is your only Brighton. chance to hear us. Marioki by the sea. There well, are 88 tickets remaining, so... Bring literally all of your friends. The good news is uh, we have also confirmed some Marioki dates for later in the year. Uh, mm -hmm. We are going to be going to Sweden and going to Iceland. Brilliant. Which is uh, super exciting. It'll be our very first visit to Iceland. If you want to book us for Marioki, we're open to offers, you know. We won't gouge you for that. We'll just off. We'll, we'll want one hotel room between us. Bottle of vodka. Single key. <laughs> Kiss. Good night. That's it. Exactly. Single occupancy. Um, guess what? What? Uh, John Lean, John Life Left, is back right now. I'm back. Yes, it's John with another edition of John Life Left. I am very sorry, listeners, that I haven't been around recently. That life has been hard. It feels a little like I've been playing life in survival mode recently. No extra lives, no sleeping really, no extra resources, and no fast travel, which has been ridiculous. It's unthinkable in this day and age that I have to spend so many hours on the train in a week. But I've been getting stuff done. Not this feature, but stuff. And as a result of that stuff, I'm going to be able to spend a lot more time playing games and doing this feature in the future. So consider this a bit of a bye week, a bit of an apology for not being around so much and giving you my life lessons from games. But if you want a lesson, then maybe don't bother with survival mode in games or outside of games, because, you know, life and the world and this country are miserable enough and tough enough, and maybe you don't need the challenge of having to survive. Make it easy on yourself once in a while, that's what games are for. So there you have it, I will be back next week with a life lesson. If you've got any suggestions for rules to live by that you'd like me to test, then get in touch by the usual channels. And in the meantime, let's forget all our national ties, forget all our patriotism, and unite in the national anthem of John Life Left. 
Narun, it's called Wow, Nice Job. Uh, they claim this is their first piece of piece of music. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good Sounds work. like a lie, doesn't it? Um, if you want to be a chip tune artist, someone linked this week on Twitter. Simon Carlos linked on Twitter uh, that there's a Getting Started with Chip Music, uh, an online course you can take right now. That's on Soundify.com. If you Google that. You should do that. We'd love to have more chip music. If you want to write in with your One Life Left anthems, uh, please do send them to... Team at onelifeleft.com. Great. Uh, what time is it? It's quarter to eight. What do you think it's time for, Simon? Is this a trick question? No, I'm, I'm filling. Let's do some reviews, because uh, I finally, um, finally played the game I threatened to. What's that, then? Do you want to do it first or last? Um... <laughs> Finally got around to playing TikTok Bang Bang. Ooh. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, it's billed as a, um, a super hot on steroids, I guess. Um, I've not played super hot. I mean, I've, I've done, I know of it, uh, but I've not played the full game myself. So it's difficult to... Um, uh, it's difficult to compare the two or... Under, or uh, or discuss what it would be like if you played both. So Super Hot is the violent FPS where you, when you move, the bullets move too. Time moves only when you do. Yeah, if you stay still, time is very, very slow. Yeah. Um, I'm not. So it, it, Super Hot is, is is a violent game. This uh, you play um, a stunt ro- woman in the future, uh, filming, um, making a film of the robot uprising 2032 is its ludicrous story um, <laughs> and what that means is uh, the game is split into a series of very small level sequences right. that you have to um, get from one end of the level to the other um, whereas I believe Supart has just got men that shoot you this has got robots um, it's got cars being thrown at you different types of enemies um, it's quite varied uh, so yeah it's, it's over the top um, super stylish uh, I found it quite hard, I have to say. Um, and the checkpoints are not particularly... Well, I was going to say not particularly for, uh, forgiving. They're not in there at all. Um, each sequence is, is, is maybe... You know, you could probably do it in um, 20, 30 seconds. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I found myself replaying them over and over again. But, no, I was enjoying it. And, actually, um, this has got Steam Workshop support. Um, so I believe that this is the beginning of what you'll be playing in TikTok Bang Bang um, came out on Steam earlier in the month I would give it a very solid 7 out of 10 exceptional scanters uh, since I now have a PS4 got to go back and play some of them mm. some of the biggins uh, so this week I have been playing Everybody's Gone to the Rapture um, gosh it's good it's really brilliant <laughs> I don't know if anyone's it's not been no one's noticed it no. <laughs> small indie game uh, not got much coverage um, it's really really great um, and obviously loads of people have talked about it a lot and the thing that I can't stop thinking about is the characters um, and how maybe so you go through the game and, and there are so many like different um, side conversations that you don't necessarily have to trigger in order to move on and there are little bits in there where like a couple of them really changed how I was thinking about uh, about Kate the character and um, and just how interesting that is and how 
So with a film, you like it's linear, and so you know that you're gonna find out everything that that um, as a developer you will tell. Uh, sorry, as a filmmaker, you will tell um, the story that you want in the way that you want uh, set out in the pace that you want it to be set out as. But with a narrative story like this, you you aren't in control of whether like those little side bits will be um, triggered um, or the you know or the pace at which someone is playing the game and when these things will you know these little explosive scenes will um, uh, will be triggered um, and I was just I've just been finding that really really interesting to think about um, and I think that the characters are so well uh, so well written so well acted it just feels like it just feels like a really whole and complete world even though what's going on in it is is bonkers um and of course it's beautiful and incredible and the other thing i was thinking about is uh, how a lot of walking simulators have really brilliant sun like <laughs> firewatch has really good sun in it and this has really amazing sun in it and i really like walking around and looking at good sun because that's what i try to do in life um so yeah it's i just found it incredibly um like yeah incredibly affecting and I I'm sort of yeah it's just sticking with me a lot it's making me feel some emotions so I don't know how I feel about it anymore (laughs) Uh, so I'm gonna because of that I will have to give it a 7 out of 10 Thomas yeah with the inside coming out later this week it would be fair to remember Limbo a really brilliant game that uh, inspired me in game making and actually what I loved about its mechanics uh, I still enjoyed uh, replaying it this morning uh, on the plane Mm -hmm. and uh, actually this was inspiration for my latest game and uh, the way the character moves and interacts with the environment was very fresh and very surprising back when Limbo came out so pulling the triggers not just pressing action key and now you can see console games uh, revert to that by forcing you to tap A like for 10 times rapidly. But actually they should go back to what Limbo did really perfectly. Like you can pull things, grab things. Uh, also with Limbo the atmosphere is incredible and the flow of the game. You don't realize that the game already started. It just starts and then you, okay, now I'm really in the game already. And... Um, you can't go wrong with the color choice they have in Limbo. That really is classy and will always look good. And <laughs> so um, really looking uh, to see inside. I guess they will stay with the colors, although the trailer suggests that they might not. Right. But for time being, I'll rate uh, Limbo, which is a perfect game, and it deserves 7 out of 10. <laughs> it's interesting, because Limbo's received several reviews on the show over the course of the years it's uh, been I really mixed it, I, it? it has been really mixed, mixed. I gave it a 7 yeah. as well I, I, I gave it a 7 it's yeah. mm. mixed uh, I certainly wasn't as fond of it as you are <laughs> I think it's got issues um, 7 so I'm going to do a couple of quick re-reviews as well uh, at the start of re-reviews. my section of the... Yeah, re-reviews. Budget re-reviews. I have been, uh, you know, I've got a games PC now, so I've been taking that opportunity to play a lot of the video games I haven't had a chance to, things that we've mentioned on the show before. For example, played Hatterful Boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week. Completed one of the missions. It's got very, very sparse interaction. It's a visual novel, uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the script writing was excellent. The translation was brilliant. And it's a really difficult game to dislike. It's got such a pleasant world to be in, because you're dating pigeons who doesn't want to be there um i quite like that it gives you a choice at the start of whether you want to see portraits of the pigeons as anime boys or whether you don't you just want to see the birds (laughs) what did you choose i'm just there for the birds uh so yeah i enjoyed that seven out of ten um i also have been playing this week uh world of goose uh sorry not world of goo 2d boys uh what's the game called not world of goo um it's the one about a job. Oh, um, is that human them? Resource. I didn't know that was yes. them. Right, it's right, called right. Human, human Resource Machine. Right. I've been playing. Um, which is a really, really brilliant way of teaching you the basics of programming. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very good visual representation. Stylish, pretty, fun, really well played out. And you essentially you play a... a, a a tiny man in a boring job moving boxes from one side of the room to the other and you have to do that by um, issuing by writing code basically writing code dragging 
programming commands into a list of tasks that the guy does. And I just thought it was great, really, really clever. But those are not the games. Oh, I've also played Regency Solitaire. Okay. Uh, do you know Regency Solitaire? I do. You've been going through yeah. the old humble bundles, haven't you? No, no. But, uh, is that an old humble bundle? I believe so. I'd human. I, I got a human resource machine off humble. Recently. Right. Okay. They're, well, they're all brilliant games. Yeah. Like Regency Solitaire, uh, fantastic. If you like Solitaire, <laughs> and uh, books set in the Regency era. Right. Uh, is it as good as uh, Pocket Card Jockey? Of course. Uh, it's the same enjoy, sort of principle. Basically, enjoy. Solitaire. Can you uh, rename the character with a narrative? No, you can't, yeah. but I we am in my head. We had the um, guy who made Regency Solitaire on one of our we did GDC, GDC shows. Uh, we did, we did, and he was lovely, and the game is lovely as well, so you should try that. However, I'm going to have to start the reviews theme again, because I'm still not finished. It's all right, because we've got a few minutes. No one will notice that. <laughs> no one will notice. Um, the game that I want to review this week. So... Played uh, Hatful Boyfriend, yep. right? I was like, what a marvellous world where you can, you know, date pigeons. That's what video games are. They afford us the chance to live our unrealistic dreams. Uh, so I decided to see what else was out there, and I ended up playing a game called Panzermaddles. I don't know how you say it. Panzermaddles? I think you say it like that. Panzermaddles. Exactly. Yeah, I think you should do the Panzermaddles. Um, Panzermaddles is a. Well, you can see what I googled to try and find the game. <laughs> is that yours or that Louis Schaefer's left open <laughs> tab? Uh, Panzer Tank Dating Sim. It's a game where you date uh, tanks. Right. And like Hatful Boyfriend, you're essentially dating uh, representatives, uh, representations uh, of tanks this time. They are high school girls, uh, each modelled on a different type of tank, and it plays out basically the same as Hatful Boyfriend. What I would say is, um, there's, a, there's an expression, an expression that I, uh, that, I, that I tried to okay with you, whether it was alright to say oh, on yeah. the radio yes. earlier, which is, in biological terms, there is no such thing as ironic masturbation. And that's what this game strikes me as a representation of. Uh, like, it's all very well going, lol, is it, wouldn't it be funny if we could all date tanks and try and sleep with tanks? And God, aren't those tanks really <laughs> sexy? <laughs> you know, you, you start off at the... Off at the <laughs> you start off playing the game going, yeah, this is kind of, it's kind of funny and cutely written and there are all these jokes I don't really get to do with tank machinery. But by the end, you're just like, yeah, you actually fancy tanks, don't you? You're actually, you're actually turned on by tanks. Oh my God, you're going to be the next Top Gear man. Am I? Could be. Chris Evans. It's, it's, a short, it's, a, it's a short hop to a car, to, short hop to the back of a car. So I, uh, so I enjoyed the sort of industry <laughs> to which... How the, far did you get with a tank? I, I, I completed it. A tank came... <laughs> Is that how you refer to that? Is it? <laughs> a tank the stayed over. That. Tank stayed over uh, at my house, and in the end, I ended I up getting court-martialed <laughs> for my behaviour with the tank. Right. And did the tank game help you recover after the pigeon? Um, I preferred. <laughs> I honestly preferred Hatful Boyfriend. I'm more comfortable with dating pigeons. Okay. And I, I got the sense that <laughs> Hatful Boyfriend seemed more like a joke. This was just a bit too creepily real. Uh, so what's next for you then? For me, well, I'm going to go. Problem is, is, you're going to go out of control now, aren't you? You'll date anything. Um, what's the one where you? If can it's got a backbone, looking for a toaster. You love a, a car like you love it in the physical sense. Uh, you know that one. Oh, isn't that? Oh, I yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll look into that for next week. Do, anyway, do. solid seven out of ten. <laughs> Best of luck over the next uh, few days, Steve. <laughs> You're not here next week. I'm not. No, the next couple of weeks. Well, three weeks, actually. So, uh, yeah, that's it for you. Exciting, hopefully exciting special guest. There's a super special guest and a super, super, super special guest next week, hopefully. Really? Any luck. We'll sort that out tomorrow. Now it's all been cleared. I said I'd speak to you guys. Yes. And you said, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That, that sounds cool. good. That'd sounds good. high risk. <laughs> After what's happened on the show before, but yeah. he'll be on his best behaviour. Exactly. So that'll be good. Very special show next week. And then a couple of fillers. You, you, your, your mind will already be on Ibiza, Anne, won't it? Or wherever it is, you <laughs> oh, youngsters. We are going to rave it up. <laughs> Have you seen while the show's been on, we've got an invite to another mariachi? Have we've, we? had, we've had we've had for our on on air advertising because I said you know oh yeah you want to if you want to do uh, if you want us to come and do karaoke <laughs> with you just email team up one life and someone has Chris Stewart has thanks Chris thanks Chris thanks Chris we'll have a business meeting about it 
let you know. Good. Um, Thomas, thank you so much for coming over. The start of your media tour. Uh, had, had he, uh, were you happy with how it went? Did you have a nice time? Yeah, it was Good. really fun and nice. Thanks thank for inviting me over. Thank you for coming so over. Welcome. What a, what a professional guest. Yeah. We don't normally get thanked to the don't. Don't. No, exactly. People normally People just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking their head. <laughs> Steve's got a copy of the game. You're going to play it at some point, are I will, you? I will play it this week. Steve's not playing any games that have got guns in this year. So has has your game ex- got guns in? It, it, it doesn't have it. No. No, no games. No, no, guns. no guns. Good. That's good. Uh, anything else going on over this weekend? Um, so no, we are just pumping ourselves up for Mario Key and Develop next week. Mm, do you but the hotel to get your tickets. I'm sorted, so it's yeah, fine. Good. Yeah. I've got sea sea view. Yeah. Oh, you've booked it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually have a view? Oh, yeah. I'm just Is that the level of accommodation that yeah. we have in T- One Life Left Limited? <laughs> and when I say sea view, I mean he's sleeping on the beach. Uh, is breakfast included? Uh-huh. Is it? Seagull. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, uh, we have been One Life Left again. Thank you very much for listening to us for the last 58, 59 minutes. 59, Steve. We're we'll see you now, next we? week. <laughs> see you later. Bye. See you bye. 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 <laughs>